Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, welcome whenever you listen to this. This is the first instalment of our True Blue podcast where we'll be covering everything Chester FC from from the week that has been. Um, It's a timely time to kick this off with the appointment of Marcus Bignett as, as Chester manager yesterday. I'm joined by... Um, myself, Dave Powell, Paul Wheelock, who's one of our sports reporters here at the Chronicle, and also Mark Darling, one of our story editors and Chester season ticket holder. So uh, we're in good company today. So we'll, uh, we'll we'll chat about what what's gone on the the past twenty four hours or so. So uh, yeah, big news yesterday. Marcus Bignett uh, appointed Chester boss, um, succeeds John McCarthy, sacked a fortnight ago. Um, it was a a, a tough. A tough race with plenty of good candidates, but I'm going to turn to you, Paul, first, and, and your initial thoughts on on yesterday and, and and what you made of it all. Well, I probably would have gone for you know when the, the kind of process started. I think someone like Graham Barrow, I was thinking because I think the crowd need a lift, don't need the fan base need a lift after it's been a pretty torrid year, certainly at home. But it's when you did your interview, Dave, with uh, Marcus that I began to change my mind slightly with it. You know. Obviously, the interview that he's had this week was the key one, but I think he really sold himself well to the supporters in that because he seemed to get the actual model of the club and and what's needed. Uh, And I've read more about him, obviously, what we've done the last couple of days and then previous articles. I just think he, he could just fit what we need here at this club because he's not someone who maybe take a year, it may take a few years, but he's proven what he's done with Birmingham City ladies and what he's done with Solio Moors, that he can put a you know a plan and structure in place. Uh but as he said himself yesterday it's all about results and you know we just let's hope we get that lift on, on Saturday first and foremost. It can seem sometimes I was quite surprised when I did the interview with him a couple of weeks ago. I mean sometimes you get those interviews where it's a lot of empty words really isn't it? people express interest in in jobs because I mean outwork managers do but I, I genuinely think there was a bit of research that, that went went into that and um, from what I'm led to believe he's, he's kind of researched the, the whole squad watched all the season's games back which is already to his credit but um, for me it's, uh, it's it's probably the most important appointment in the club's history um, or reformed history certainly um, because we're at a, a critical juncture here now where, whereby that the season's already 11 games old but We've we've kind of ridden the crest of a wave during Neil Young's tenure as manager with those fantastic three titles. But now, where do we go from here? You know, I mean, we've we've got to have someone who is able to to kind of buy into what we do as a football club. But also, there is that need for results. You know, I mean, you can attend as many kind of senior blues and junior blues meetings and and do all the wonderful work in the community that you you want, but. Um, front the shop is the first team and we simply have to get results as well so um, I'm quite quite heartened yesterday to, to hear how confident he was about turning, turning things around um, Mark you are a season ticket holder you've seen 
not many successes at home this season, as neither have none of us have. Um, but what was your your take on yesterday? Are you pleased? Or you, you, would you have liked to see the club go in a different way? Well, from an early point on, I would say, um, and again, seeing from your interview which you did a couple of weeks back, um, I, when after John McCarthy was sacked, I was sort of fairly kept an open mind on who the next manager should be. And um, I must admit, I wasn't wasn't swayed by any particular manager at first. But then, when I saw you, the interview you did uh, the other week, uh, he, Marcus instantly became my favourite uh, choice for the role because I thought he was. It was what he was, it was what he was saying. You know, he he seemed to have a good idea of what the of what the club's sort of philosophy was, how it was how it was how approach was, and uh, what I think really the club needs uh, for the future. You know, because. It was one thing where we we would we would we had a good 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 set set up off the pitch. You know, the things seemed to be going okay on on that front. But obviously, you know, the results on the pitch, which were were sorely lacking. You know, and as, as you say, you know, our home form over this this particular calendar year has been um, pretty dreadful. You know, without a, a home victory, so yeah, there's been precious little for the home fans to cheer on uh, throughout this year. But you know, it would be Despite every, despite everything, you know, I, I do think you know a new manager and a similar one with, with the caliber of, of Marcus. I think, I think I'm quite optimistic that we could get a home victory as, as soon as this Saturday. I think that's that's something we could, uh, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say expect, but certainly um, realistically hope for uh, as of as soon as this weekend. You hope for that new manager bounce, don't you? I mean, most most teams get it. I know we've had it numerous times down the years. I mean. Uh, Remember when kind of Steve Mungle came in during the the early two thousands when, when when Stephen Bourne was was, was his chairman just taken over from Terry Smith and he got the job kind of on a on a short term basis after that because the the club had improved drastically in his few games under his kind of charge but now the thing is for me it's we can ill afford to give up any more ground um, but I do I do like I said I do like the fact that um, Marcus seems to. Uh, back himself to get results, um, but the worry for me is this is um, it's turning around the mindset of a squad which is dreadfully low on confidence. I mean, it's visibly visibly low on confidence, um, regardless of whether they, they say it or not. I mean, it is. I mean, you can see it every single time a goal is conceded. I mean, we we haven't we seldom gone in front this season, um, so it's it's how you turn around that mindset of a group of players who have. Since the turn of the year, um, become loose, used to losing football matches. I know a lot of those players. Some players have come in during the summer, but it's um, it's contagious almost that that kind of mentality of and it, I don't want to say acceptance, but it almost seems seems it is, and it needs someone to come in really and read the right act a little bit and just say right, this is this is where we're at, and this is a new a new dawn, a clean slate for a lot of players, and there's a. There's a few players in this squad who who really have something to to prove to themselves and to the fans as well. And what better better chance to do it than than with a new manager and a clean slate? So everyone in this squad should be looking at this, thinking this is a real opportunity. Um, and Paul, you've spent um, the past few seasons covering Blackburn Rovers. I mean, do you find this when? I mean, obviously their trials and tribulations are, are well documented. But a kind of new manager comes in, same squad of players. Do you do you see that kind of bounce? And do you, do you see that kind of Effect so there's just a simple lift to the place can bring. Yeah, I, th- I think I still think long term, long standing issues need to be addressed. I think there's always is that possibility of management bounce, but if a squad's not good enough, 
in all honesty, it's probably not going to be good enough in 10 games time, even though they might get off to a really good start. But I actually don't think this Chester squad is a bad squad. You know, you've got four forwards there, James Shaw, Turnbull in midfield, two experienced, you know, experienced centre-back and another good centre-back in Astles. I'm with you, Dave. I think it's just, it's a psychological thing because, and I do think that's a massive part of football and probably life, really. And I know there's a lot of times where John McCarthy come out and say, now get behind us at home like you do away. But it's been so long you can't expect the fans no. to do this. The players have to do it as well. And I know it's hard because when you do go such a long time without a win at home, it will prey on your mind. But I think probably one of... what John, in, John in a way, he, from what I've seen, I didn't go every game, but certainly reporting and read your stuff every day. And, and you look at it, and I thought he was trying to protect the players, but in many respects he was doing them harm because they've not had to take on that much responsibility. You know... I'd say almost to his credit, John took it all. Uh, I know towards the end it didn't his, his interviews it, it didn't see that way, but he never blamed his players. But at some point, you have to put the burden and responsibility onto the players because they are the ones going out there and, and playing for the blue and white shirt. Uh, and that's why I think Marcus might get an, you know an instant response, but equally, if he has to change his man, they have a different management style to what John's being given them. You know, within four or five games, six, seven, eight games, he may have to look for new players. It's a big thing playing for Chester, you know, in this league. There's not too many bigger clubs and you, there's nowhere to hide almost now. The management's, the manager's gone, John McCarthy. He's yeah. took the fall for it. Tom Shaw's come in, had a few games. It's almost like, as you said, this is a real opportunity for them, but equally they've got to, they've got to stand up and do it. Um, Mark, where do you think... <laughs> The new manager needs to look towards strengthening. For me, it, there's a, a clear kind of issue with with the lack of cover we have in defence. Um, is that something you share? I mean, or, or do you think it's uh, the, the deficiencies lie elsewhere? I think I think the defence certainly is just play a, a part in that. Um, you know, we've had you know we've had our injuries in, in, in the early part of the season, which certainly haven't helped matters. But uh, certainly, you know, the, the defence does look a little uh, threadbare in places, and you know, I, I do find that sometimes. Um, opposing sides do find it, you know, from my point of view, too easy uh, to you know simply run down the wings, you know, and being able to make create chances through that way. And our defence on, on set pieces again has, has really seems to have fallen apart recently. Number, I don't know how many goals it is we've conceded from corners recently, but that's particularly a point which needs improving uh, rapidly. Um, but yeah, I, th- I, th- I mean, it's a frustrating thing from what I've seen throughout throughout the season, you know, even, even at home, you know. There's, is we know that the players can, you know, they've got potential. It's not like it's been complete dross throughout this season. There've been patches in the season where suddenly everything clicks. The players switch on. The players, you know, they're moving, they're moving forward. They're passing well. They're creating great chances. You know, some scoring some good goals. They can do that, but it only seems to be about for about half an hour, or you know, at most forty-five minutes at a time. You know, I've yet to see a ninety-minute performance from from the from the players. I mean, the closest was probably. Uh, the most recent home game against Epsleys, in which you know, on on a diff- on a different day, Chester probably would have won that because Epsleys scored through a long range chance. You know, you know, could probably say could have closed them down a bit more, but um, it was one, just one of those things. You know, it was one where Chester, for the first time in a long while, felt like they were the better team on on the pitch, whereas most of the time they're, they're chasing the game because they they'd fallen two goals behind or, or something. You know, it's it's. It's, it's it's something which you know yeah there are plenty of improvements to make I mean, a lot of these have been 
a lot of them have been slow starts and an inability to to close out the game as well. You know, the, the matches where they've been holding on for a point, or as in very rare occasions where they've been leading, and they've, they've never been able to been able to close it out and, and seal seal any points from it. I mean, one, one interesting thing that came from yesterday for me was the fact that <clears throat> Tom Shaw looks like he'd be getting his playing boots back on again, and that that kind of is it a big. <laughs> been a big kind of bone of contention for some fans in terms of I mean for us as, as football writers last year uh, we picked Tom as player of the season um, and he was I mean he's, he has his huge quality as a coach and I know Marcus Bignett already he said that explicitly you know Tom will remain as part of the coaching staff but it uh, looks like we're going to get a new assistant manager possibly uh, in the next day or so um, Someone who's in non-league circles who's well known to Marcus Big, um, not a well-known name, but someone who knows kind of certainly Midlands football very, very well, uh, and he's he's worked with previously, I believe, at Solly Hall. But um, for me, though, getting Tom back on the pitch um, will be a huge boost because his experience and his, his his class as well, and he's he really found his feet last year for me, and, and this season he has been a big miss. I mean, if you think about it, since attorney last season we lost the likes of. Sam Hughes, you know Johnny Hunt, and 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 now and Tom from the playing side of things, really, and that's that's a big loss, you know. I mean, because for me personally, I thought Johnny Hunt was the biggest shock in terms of departures over the summer. Um, would have kept him, but that's just my personal point of view. Um, but for Tom, he, like for me, I mean, it's great that he gets he's, he's going to be doing the coaching because the players really buy into it. They think you know they think he's superb and. And he, he gets a glowing reference from from the likes of Derby, where he's been doing a bit of coaching and whatnot. So it's it's great that he's going to keep his hand in, but and he's done superbly well in those three caretaker games. But he's too good a player at thirty years old not to be on the pitch for me. Um, and I suppose that's that's something you you, you cheer yourself, Paul. Yeah, I mean, I know you, you've seen yeah, him play a few that, times. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you know, he's thirty years of age. He was Chester, one of Chester's best players last season. I just thought, again, I don't want to be too critical of John McCarthy there because he was probably rightly, but harshly in a way, criticised for having brought in Chris Illuman in last year, an assistant manager who wasn't there for every game. And that, whatever whatever anyone thinks about that, perception-wise and looks-wise, it just doesn't look good, perception yeah. when you defeat. So it was good that he got Tom in, someone who understood the club, obviously a very good coach. But at the same time, you need your best players on your pitch. And it was pretty clear after a few bad home games at the start of this season... He needs to be on there. You know, we've seen it at Torquay when we went down there. He made an impact, didn't he? Assist. Assist yeah. for the goal for Ross Hanna. So, yeah, I think I'm quite... I was happy yesterday when Marcus turned around and drew the lines almost there. And it's interesting what you said about the assistant manager because almost like a, a bee in my bonnet. I remember when I was in your shoes, Dave, covering Chester FC when Neil was the manager there. And him and Gary Jones, but particularly Gary Jones and obviously I'd had Alex A there, were out and about... Lots, most nights a week, you know, watching other games. And don't get me wrong, by all accounts, John McGarvey's the hardest working man at the club, not knocking in there at all. But I think what the club needs to do, if it doesn't have the biggest budget, which it doesn't, need to find some players from yeah. lower down the pyramid. They are out there. Don't get me wrong, Neil Young brought some bad players in, but he also brought a Sarsovic in. He also brought a Danny Williams in, if that would have been handled better, more money for the club. Yeah. I just think from the time I was away from the Chronicle and since Samson's back a lot of the players who came in obviously everyone knew Hannah, James, Turnbull and they are going to be good signings I've got no doubt about that but a lot of the other players were maybe from 
you know, under twenty three teams. I've mm. seen under twenty three football. Fantastic talent, you know, you but it's played on fantastic pitches, it's not particularly competitive. You come down into the National League, really hard standard of football, isn't it? You know, it's it, it's a different ball game completely. Uh, so I'd like, I'd hope, and what I've read about Marcus in recent days, if you can have an eye for a player and his assistant manager can have an eye for a player, all the better. Because I think that's something that's not happened much lately. I mean, that's that's something which I'm really keen to see how that that comes across. I mean, exactly the same as yourself there. I mean, I mean there's a lads lads here, certainly the kind of Midlands, Northwest seven days notice and there's some great players out there and, and Marcus Bignett does seem to have a track record for, for picking up some real talent I mean the likes of uh, Omar Bogle I mean is, is, is the standout one I mean he signed him for Solihull and then he, he took him to uh, to Grimsby and then Grimsby ended up getting a million pound player out of that and he, he looks he looks a real deal uh, and there's players like Aquasi Asante as well who's um, Who's also moved up the pyramids, but I mean, it, it's just identifying that that type of uh, that type of player, and, and ultimately, I mean, if you're not going to have a, you can't always bank on a cup run happening, but you you can have some say in going out there and getting the the very best of non-league untapped talent that wouldn't get a chance elsewhere, you know. So it's for me that's going to be, and that, I, I I seem to think that's that's probably a a big tick in in, in the column for. Um, for some of the board members there as well, I mean, because you've got you, you have an eye for a player or you don't, and from what I'm told, even from from, from Grimsby fans who who were, who were kind of mixed on on Bignett during his time there, one thing they all agreed on was he had an eye for a player. Yeah. Um, a lot of the squad that he assembled is is still there. Um, so yeah, it's going to be uh, it's going to be interesting to see how it pans out. But because uh, Maidenhead no slouches, I mean, they lost Dave Tarpey. Um, a couple of weeks ago, I mean, sadly, he's 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 now done his cruciate ligaments and he's out for the season, which is a, a real blow for him and and, and Barnett as well. But um, but yeah, tough game this weekend. Um, I think might be probably a, a good idea to to touch on that. I mean, for yourself, Mark. Um, I know you're. Whenever I speak to you before a Chester game on a Saturday or a Tuesday night, you are always pretty positive. Yeah, uh, and I know you touched on it before. Uh, I know you. You, Charles Sumner, and, uh, and Rick Matthews have your uh, your prediction league going as well. So, um, who, who, I have interest. Who's topping that at the moment? Um, I, th- you all- I think we're all pretty close. We're, I must say we've not been entirely accurate, particularly in the in the recent runs. Uh, the optimism uh, has turned to pessimism. Well, is that going to change this weekend? Um, well, I think it all depends on, on on how on how we how we do really for where we do get that new manager bounce effect. But yeah. uh, my, I, I, I am. Well, I'll put it this way. I'm going to lay my cards on the table. I will be predicting uh, a Chester victory uh, for for the for this weekend. Whether I'll be right, uh, I, I don't know. I mean, for example, um, I was I predicted a win last time out again at Dover, and wasn't quite accurate on that one <laughs> no, as, 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 no. as, as things turned out. No, um, Paul, what do you think? Your thoughts on it? Yeah, I I, I can. I think there's you know the. The negativity that was around the place, rightly or wrongly, around the manager's gone now. I think the, the, there was uh, a response, wasn't in the last home game against Ebbsfleet. I think it's just, I think if you can get the players, as you said previously, get the mindset right and say, listen, this is Chester Football Club, you're good footballers, give them roles and responsibilities. He talked about, he, he talked all the right things yesterday for me. It wasn't two big grand plans within five years, we're going to be back at top of the league too. He just said, let's get this team right. And I think he's a good manager. I've got a good feeling about Saturday. I, I think they might get that long-awaited win. Yeah, I'm feeling quite positive. But, I mean, it's 
I, I do like sometimes I, I like the fact when a manager comes in and he's been slightly kind of hurt or burned a bit by his his previous experience. I mean, he made some interesting points yesterday about his win ratio as as Grimsby manager was was pretty much on par with Paul Hurst during his tenure there, and Paul Hurst ended up getting headhunted going to. Uh, Shrewsbury Town, their top of League One now, and and he, he lost his best players during that period as well. Omar Bogle, Dean Henderson, they both moved on. Um, so yeah, I mean he was quite um, not defensive of his record certainly, but like he he was keen to point out that it, you know he did what was asked of him and, and what was required. I mean the club stayed up comfortably, you know. So it's uh, and that was their, their first season back in in the football league as well. So um, what I am keen to see is just. Something from the squad, a reaction really, because the good players there, no doubt, no, no doubt in my mind. Said, said the start of the season, you know, I think it was pretty much unanimous. I mean, a lot of the fans as well were saying, you know, the lads that have been brought in here, proven National League players and good National League players as well. We're not talking just, just you know, just journeymen or anything like that. I mean, we've got Andy Hall, for me, at the Macclesfield game last last season. The, the home defeat to McAfee, he, he literally was the right back on the game. You know, he, he was superb. And, and the, I spoke to a few fans after that game who said, oh, I'd love to see someone like here, him here. And it, it happened. But we've not seen seen the best from him yet, but I'm sure that's to come um, if he's if he's given that kind of role he was given at Macclesfield. And then you've got the likes of Kingsley, who I must say in recent weeks has, has really kind of, he's tried to carry the can. And everything that tends to have gone well for Chester in recent weeks mm-hmm. has, has tended to come through. Kingsley James. I mean, then you've got Ross Hanna coming back to fitness. Um, he's guaranteed goals if he's if he's getting the right position. I mean, he's already already got himself a couple, and he's not even fully fit yet. So then you've got Paul Turnbull, who's he was superb against absolutely absolutely superb. Um, suffered a groin injury. Gates said early on ruled him out for for Dover. So having him back, I mean, it's just having it's a small squad of players, but I mean, and you, you do need to be a bit lucky with your injuries. But there's also got to be if you've got your squad out there, you've got to have them all performing at, at, at the level that they're capable of. And, and that's where your manager comes in and in, in terms of employing his tactics and, and this, that and the other. And I think it's, it's it was the right time to, to bring someone new on board and I'm quite confident, so I'm going to predict a win. Um, just think, probably finish on, we not really touched on it, but um, the interested parties who were kind of coming in for the, for the Blues job when it was advertised, it has to be said that it's probably... Even from the Chester City, I don't remember a, a, a kind of a, certainly a, a list of names which has quite been like the one we've just had. Um, obviously, in, in days gone by, if a, day, if a job came up, it was more than often than Mark Wright's during a, during a six or seven year spell, you know. So it didn't didn't need much interview pro, interviewing. But I mean, I think in terms of uh, some of the people that put their names forward, um, it goes to show that there is, you know, this it's a football club which can attract big names and people do see as as a project which they want to get involved with I mean likes of uh, just to, to, to put names on the air I mean Neil Redfern uh, Richard Money both interviewed for the job uh, and both impressed both people with real real kind of background as well. I mean Neil Redfern had spellers lead boss and he'd, he'd manage at Halifax but I mean he's someone with huge standing in, in the game you know and Richard Money he's won the uh, conference playoffs in 2015 with with Cambridge took them took them up through that and you know so these are real high caliber of candidates and then of course you had Graham Barrow in the mix um, Chester City legend and 
Um, other people who, who threw the name into the act as well, and you got Kevin Davis, and I know it's it, lack of experience there, but um, you know it, it's another big name who sees it as a, somewhere where he can kind of carve his carve his own identity in, in the management game. And you had Ronnie Moore linked as well, so it's yeah a lot of, a lot of quality candidates, and um, I just think it goes to show that this is still a big football club, which for as much as um, it was almost. Got to the stage where you, last last season where John McCarthy also wanted the the fan base that came with Chester FC, but also but what was a problem was the expectation that comes with being a football league club for you know sixty odd years previous you know and, and that history that comes with it. Um, but I think you need to have a manager that embraces both of that and understands where the fans are coming from and the fact that this to most of these Chester fans who come watch this game. This was a football league club who are currently playing in non-league football. Um, so I'm quite keen to see how Marcus approaches this over the next few weeks and whether he how he kind of whether he rises to that expectation, embraces it and relishes it and sees it as part of the challenge. But um stop for you Mark, I mean what did you make of the candidates compared to last year? I mean no just no, not not doing down in the candidates who were in the running for it last year, but I mean it certainly seemed like a a healthier uh, kind of list of, of, of prospective managers. Well, that's it. You know, I was I was I was impressed by the uh, the caliber and and you know the, and the numbers who who were interested in in taking on the job. And I, I, I agree with you. I think it shows that uh, you know that Chester is still fundamentally you know, is still still a big club. And I think you know there are quite a lot of managers who think you know. Well, there's a, there's a, there's a, a cl- it's a club which has got uh, a lot of potential to start uh, heading back of the right direction of the league. And I think I think that's a. Uh, Actually, got to be seen as a, as, a, as a positive thing for for Chester and and and, and the fans. So I think it's uh, it is it, it's, it's important. So I think because I think I think with with fans' expectations, I think the idea you know obviously we've risen up the, through the leagues since reforming. You know that's that's been superb. And I think what what the, all fans really want to see just at, at the moment is you know it's not getting to the back into the football league as quickly as possible, but uh, although it'd be nice, but uh, I think I think just want to get to that next stepping stone of just. Just reaching sort of that nice stability, you know, being able to being able to get there, get a strong strong foothold in the national league, something where we, you know we can get you know cement ourselves, get something, get get something, get something positive there, you know, even just like you know, mid mid table mediocrity, you know, that that, that that from from this point at this point of the season, that sounds that would sound absolutely fine as as a goal through the season, and then you know take things from there, you know, and then move on and keep on keep on progressing. It's just it's just. Just want something to sort of reignite that sort of positive momentum we had from those early days, in in, in reforming because you know things have very much sort of stuttered and and you know and, and, and we're starting to sort of start to backpedal a bit you know down and I don't think what fans want is uh, is you know a relegation battle in the, in the national mm-hmm. league each, each season. I think fans deserve to sort of be looking a bit a bit higher than up than that, and I think you know the club has the potential to do that, and I think. There are a lot of managers who who think that they can, you know, they, they can they can see that they can see themselves thinking, I I can do that, I can I can take this club, and, and at least put at least put it there and for for now, and then move on and uh, make progress from there. Something you share, Paul? Yeah, you've got to have a dream, haven't you? I remember when the club reformed. I think it was Steve Ashton around the time said, within the football league, within ten years, the conference within five years, and yeah, I know it's quite just a slogan might sound a throwaway comment but it was something to aim for and now 
well, I've seen over the last few years, it's kind of plateaued a bit, hasn't it? And as you touched on their mark, it's, it's just dropped off. It's not that easy to get back into the football league anymore. Like I, I think this division so like the championship, where the championship is so full of former Premier League clubs, and this division now is just such full of former League One, League Two as they are now clubs. It's so hard to get out there. But I think maybe the club could possibly do this better and explain where it's going or where it wants to be yes. because it's not easy I don't think anyone Chester had one of the smallest budgets in the league last year it's improved with the Sam Hughes money this year but it's still it's minority isn't yeah, it yeah. It's, we have, I think people get that you know I think people you can get hit people over the head with it we, can go, we know we've got a small budget the fans understand that but equally you, you want to know you want ambition you want to you get stable and then how you build next and hopefully Marcus can do that. And he's proven that Birmingham City Ladies and Solihull Mercy can do that on a smaller scale. But I think there has to be that ambition there as well. And I just think maybe towards the end of John McCarthy's tenure, he was a bit guilty of doing that, of reminding people of where the club is at. This is where we're at. That's fine. But you've got a dream as well, haven't you? Yeah, of course. You know, you, you, this, and as you touched on it, Dave, this is, it's Chester FC... It's got so many good things going for it, you know, that it didn't in the final days of Chester City. It's got a thriving community trust, the youth setup's fantastic, got players coming through. God, Sam Hughes has gone to Premier League champions from 100 grand. Unbelievable what could have, what's happened in the last seven years. Uh, but it is also Chester City. It's two different clubs, but it's not. And, you know, that's, that. I hope the club don't forget that because a lot of fans have seen. Chester City go to all these big clubs who are in the Championship and you know League One and what have you now. And it's, but it's tough; it's a balancing act, isn't it? But hopefully, you know, Marcus, as Mark touched on there, can uh, can get back in the right direction. Well, we're all touching wood um, round here. Yeah, so fingers crossed for a positive weekend. Thanks for joining us. We'll be back again next week um, with more some, some more Blues chat. Uh, not quite sure yet who we'll have in uh, to join us, but we'll uh, be, be rest assured. We'll. We'll be getting a few people around the table to have, to have a chat all things blue. So thanks very much and thanks for joining us.